Hello, this is Pastor John. And this is DC James. This is the Catechast. Just a reminder, there's no cats. No cats. Just the catechism. It's better that way. It is better that way. In many ways, <laughs> yes. So, we're talking about the Eighth Commandment today, and so, what is the Eighth Commandment? The Eighth Commandment. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And can you tell me what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. All right, there it is. Uh, we've talked about how each of the commandments shows us something about God's grace, about his heart. And so talk about that for a minute. How does this commandment uh, show us God's grace and his love? I think first and foremost, it shows us that God gives words power. Mm, mm -hmm. And of course, his words have the ultimate power mm -hmm. through Genesis 1. But our words also have a, a power and a meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. um, and he, of course, wants that to be good and wants it to be beneficial for our neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, and that we can build each other up in relationship to each other, but especially to God. You mentioned Genesis 1, and that being in the beginning, God spoke. He said, let there be light, mm -hmm. and it was. God's word is powerful and creative. And, and I think what I heard you say is that our words have power. Yeah. And it reminds me of a proverb that death and life are in the power of, are, are in the tongue. The power mm. of death and life are in the tongue. Yeah. You know, that we have great power to, to wield either good or evil. Yeah. Uh, even the whole course of your life, I think that's what James says. Yeah. In, in his sure. letter. Yeah. So, all right. So, how does God want us to live in light of this knowledge of his grace? Well, given that word of power, we were able to speak well of other people. Mm -hmm. We're able to either build them up personally or build them up in the eyes of other people. And mm -hmm. so God wants us to live in that community like we, we've talked about at Holy Cross recently, live in that com community of togetherness and building each other up in that Christianity. Yeah, and a lot has to do with our words, right? Yeah. What we say to people to build them up, what we um, say when others aren't around, mm -hmm. to explain things in the kindest way, like Luther said. And, you know, I think that our speaking well of others isn't just a moralistic thing, like you should just say nice things about people. Yeah. Um, it really goes back to God speaking well of us because God calls us valuable, created in his image. He also mm -hmm. speaks a word to us. We call this justification. When God declares us to be righteous, he declares us to be not guilty. He declares us to be his children. Yeah. He does that with his word. And because God speaks well of us, even in spite of us, right? Yeah. We are able to speak the best about others. So it, it leads us to say, well, if God can speak well of us despite ourselves. We can mm -hmm. speak well of others despite themselves too. Amen. You know, and also too, one of the ways that I think we can really talk to our kids about this is to help them to recognize that, you know, why is it that we might speak the worst about others? Mm -hmm. Martin Luther once said that our sinful nature loves to hear the worst about others 
but just can't stand to hear the best about others. Yeah. Why is that? It's because really deep down we're all insecure, right? And we're trying to prove that we're worth it. Mm -hmm. And if we hear the best about others, it makes us feel inferior. If we hear the worst about others, it makes us feel pretty good. Yeah. But God actually says to us, you're my beloved child. You don't have to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. You are loved by me. You don't have to tear others down to make yourself feel better. You can hear good things about other people and rejoice with them. Yeah. Because you're important too because yeah. of Christ. So what are some challenges or confusions that we might experience in the world? Because um, obviously the world doesn't believe in this commandment. Yeah. Um, it disagrees with it. So talk about that. I'd say exactly what you said of putting that positive look on someone's actions and words and what they're they're doing and s that we are explaining something or we are talking about that person in a way that is always looking for their good mm -hmm. rather than tearing them down, rather than making ourselves look better, um, rather than any of that, that we are able to really see that positive in mm -hmm. it, the good that God has in that circumstance. You know, and I think there's a connection here with the second commandment too, because in the second mm -hmm. commandment, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And that means that we should not treat God's name lightly or, or use it in a, in a wrong way, but that we should use it in the right way, which is to pray, praise, and give thanks. Mm -hmm. Here, we're saying that we should not misuse the name of those who are created in God's image. Yeah. And so we want to have reverence for every person as like a, a piece of artwork, right? Right. Like if somebody, if you painted something and then let's say I painted something and James, you're like, that's awful. <laughs> I'd, that'd be hurtful. Yeah. In the same way, you would never do that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the same way, we are each God's masterpiece and beautiful in his sight. And so we shouldn't trash talk those who are created in the image of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what part of this commandment would you say is the most relevant to the life of a Christian teenager? Well, you look at any teenage movie or TV show in the last 50 years, you know, mm -hmm. you're going to talk about gossip. You're mean gonna girls, right? Exactly. Yeah, mean girls. The burn book. Yeah. That you're going to be talking about tearing other people down. Right. Because like you said, it's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. When you had that insecurity, and let's face it, all teenagers have some level of insecurity. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. It's, it's quick and easy to share that insecurity of other mm. people, too. And so talking with your, your kids of, I guess, what, how are you handling these gossips? And how are you handling as other people are getting teared down? Asking questions is really helpful, too, because you might hear your teenager gossiping or maybe gossiping to you. And it's mm -hmm. easy maybe to say, don't gossip. If you don't have anything nice to say, <laughs> don't say anything at all. Right. But maybe a better way to approach that is to say, you know, so why is it helpful for me to know that? Mm -hmm. Or why do you feel like you should share that with me? Yeah. Because then we can get down to motives. Like, what's your motivation in sharing that with me? Yeah, because sometimes your kids may not even be aware of how they are just 
thriving on gossip because of their own insecurity. And it's even an invitation to talk about we can speak the best about others because of the way God speaks about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in the same way, it's that social media mm. is just a permanent, more in-your-face, more widespread version of that gossiping. And yeah, not only can you ruin your life with social media, yeah. but you can ruin others' lives mm-hmm. and reputations. Uh, anything from online bullying or just the way that, that we might even speak differently when we're behind a keyboard. Yeah. Right? Throw some Bible at me. All right. I'm going to start with Proverbs 31, uh, verses 8 and 9. Open your mouth for the mute for the rights of those who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. And here we have opening your mouth not to share gossip, but opening your mouth to explain something something in the kindest way to, to right. defend somebody, a yeah. good use of speech. How about uh, Ephesians 4? That's a good one. All right. Ephesians 4, verse 15 says... Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. So speaking the truth in love, you could have a whole podcast on that. Mm. Especially these days. Yeah. Yeah. A couple ways we could pray for our kids. I would say, yeah, praying for them to have the right words to say and to stand up for others. Mm -hmm. Defending reputations. With all the commandments, we always want to go back to the heart when we pray. Yeah. Always praying that God would use his law to convict our kids, to show them that they, they have a real genuine need for Christ. Mm-hmm. And then also pray that their hearts would be changed so they would really delight in saying the best thing about others. Right. Having the courage to stand up and give that positive and... God-fearing motivation. Amen. Well, that is the eighth commandment. We're going to do the ninth and the tenth together for the next one because they're both about the same thing. So we'll see you then.